Do I need to repeat that? I'm calling this meeting to order for the Houghton Community Council on September 27th, 2021. Could I have roll call, please? Sorry, Brian Gothrop. Bill Goggins. Here. John Kapler. Here. Betsy Pringle. Here. Larry Totally. Here. Rick Whitney. Here. Ruth Wright. Here. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Okay, for tonight's meeting, we uh, have a very limited agenda. We've uh, got no minutes to approve. We will have council member reports and comments and an uh, opportunity for any audience to speak to us. And then a presentation of the annual comp comprehensive amendment briefing. Um, and that's it. So with that, do we have any council member reports or comments? John. Uh, hello, this is... Um for Jeremy. Jeremy, I had a couple of questions for you. I believe tomorrow at the city council meeting is the second sort of kickoff debriefing about um, the direction for trees for Kirkland. I'd wonder if you could maybe just give us a quick book report on that. Um, also, it might be nice if the Houghton Community Council says uh, thank you for your service to Deb Powers. I know she's been very instrumental in the city in working with trees. And I think it'd be appropriate for us to say thank you to her formally. The second item that I have is about two months ago, you gave a quick book report to our council and the planning commission on the cottage code updates and where they're going. And I'd like to know if there's anything new that the city has thought about now that they have um, had more of these applications come in. If you could give us a quick book report on that. <clears throat> yeah, uh, first one's actually quite easy and it's related to your second point about dead powers is we pulled the tree code off of the council agenda for um, some period of time because we don't have a body to work on it anymore. Deb Powers has gone to work for City of Edmonds, uh, last Friday was her last day, so we didn't want to get start restarted on that project with city council without a staff member to work on it. So we're trying to think, trying to figure out right now with our resources how to um, move that forward and get that back on council agenda, and I don't have a date for that at this point in time, so that's just um, delayed until we have a better plan of action. Okay. Uh, appreciate the kind words for Deb, though, and I will pass those on to her. Yeah, please do. Um, regarding the uh, cottage housing, I think you've got the right guy here. Uh, Scott Gooder it has been our lead in helping with implementation of that. Um, we don't have any code amendments docketed on that. Um, Scott continues to work with a team of staff members in the development community on trying to refine implementation of the cottage carriage ADU regulations. Um, so I know right now he's working out with, a, with the team on putting together some informational materials and uh, coordinating, he's been coordinating that with Gina Clark with Master Builders to an extent. So Scott, do you, if I could put you on the spot, you wanna say a few words where you're at? Yeah, so right now I am working on just putting together some basic tips and guidelines, um, you know, to kind of help the development community understand the code that we did adopt. Um, there just seems to be a little bit of, you know, learning that needs to occur here. 
So this is the strategy that we're putting in place is prior to um, you know updating a code uh, that's pretty pretty new um, is to first kind of get it out there and allow the uh, developers to really kind of you know you know look at how we're you know not only not only what did we create as code but how staff collectively is interpreting that code and how to apply that code. Um, and then from that point on, I think we'll have some, you know, some really good um, information to help inform any uh, future amendments. Now I do have a short list of like small, probably clarifying um, amendments that will probably be bundled into like next year's, you know, miscellaneous amendments. But that's going to be kind of like housekeeping kind of stuff. Nothing that's going to change the code substantially. Okay. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Larry. Just wanted to report that I attended the uh, August 9th King County Solid Waste Division's uh, uh, meeting or advisory committee meeting on the uh, uh, Northeast Recycling and Transfer Station. They were presenting a new uh, Woodenville site, uh, which is just south of the previous Woodenville site. And they were gonna select one of those two uh, Woodenville sites, as well as the two Kirkland sites, the Park and Ride Lot and the existing Houghton Transfer Station to move forward into environmental review. And that's the last status I have on that, as far as anything coming out from uh, King County. But there is, there were lots of comments, uh, both from people from Woodenville as well as from Kirkland, to basically say this process is flawed, and uh, that you're adding alternatives in the middle of nowhere, uh, in the middle of the process, without going through the, the process that they, they had. Uh, so. There's a lot of concerns out there, but that's where we're at. Okay. Thank you for attending that, Larry. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Let the record show that Brian Gothrop has joined us. And Brian, we're glad you're alive and well from your gas leak <laughs> experience. Well, it's not over. Um, my, I might have to uh, step out when they arrive. Uh, okay. Yeah, so. Okay. Thank you for making the effort under the circumstances you're dealing with. Does anybody else, any other council member reports or comments? All right. If not, we have uh, any members of the audience that would care to speak to us out there. Jeremy, are you able to ascertain? Jeremy, you're muted. I know. I was trying. I can't, couldn't find my unmute button. Found it. <laughs> Um, there's three folks in the audience. I, if any of them wish to address the council, just um, use the raise hand button on your screen. And I'm not seeing, oh, uh, Phil A has raised his hand. Okay. Phil, please speak to us. Hi. Um, I'm excited to be speaking with you tonight. I think that I've been looking forward to a while and there's just been a little gap in the meetings. Um, so thank you for listening to me tonight. Uh, the last time I was here, uh, I gave a little report about the um, sizes of the various plots that the Northeast uh, 
recycling and transfer station project had been looking at. Um, they have done a, I will say, thorough investigation of the sites there between eight and 20 acres. Um, and I had made the comment that if something under eight is great, then they should you know, look at all of them they have. And I actually just uh, replied all to that original email where I sent the presentation with the total distribution of all uh, 892 sites that, or 892 parcels that they started sites from. Um, <clears throat> so you can look at that at your leisure. But um, the new sort of thing is that I have been actually talking with uh, folks at King County Solid Waste about how they determine the actual size of the park and ride. Because a quick look at the parcels says that it's under five acres. Now there's some space in there. But how does one measure the space between the parcels? I'm not a, a master of surveying. I can't read the plat description and figure it out. Um, but I did. I do have a set of feet. And I did measure things with my feet. And I came up with a size under five acres. And when I've been asking them the question of how do you know that it's 5.1 acres? It is <clears throat> exactly 5.1 acres if you do the division. Um, the most precise response I've gotten is we looked at the map and we thought there was enough space between the parcels. And I... I'm hoping that there is a more rigorous sort of authoritative, what is the actual size of the park and ride number out there. And I would love to uh, replay whatever their technique is, but I just haven't gotten a really formal description on the technique. And I thought that would at least be information that the uh, uh, Houghton Community Council might find interesting or useful. Very much so. We appreciate your, your efforts, Phil. That's that's impressive. Any questions for Phil? Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Phil. Jeremy, any other members of the audience? Uh, have Aaron and Matthew in the audience if they care to speak. Okay, if not. Matthew then... has raised his hand. Okay. Matthew, please speak to us. Yeah, so good Good evening, Rick. I uh, appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat with us. Um, I, I'm actually really curious as to what the second half of this meeting is about, um, which is why I'm attending tonight. I would like to say, though, that in speaking to a lot of community members about the HCMC over the last couple of weeks, um, there's, there are quite a few community members that are not fully aware of what the HCC and HCMC um, are here for or what they represent. So it might be a good idea at some point just to do, I know you guys speak about it a lot at this meeting, but it might be interesting to find a way to reach out through the neighborhood associations just to speak to that so that everybody is aware of what the HUC is all about. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Matthew. And Jeremy, is there anyone else? Aaron's still out there, but has not raised his hand. Okay. I would ask, um, uh, Phil mentioned that um, it sounded like Phil, you had emailed something to the community council. Did the community council members receive something from Phil? Yeah, I could see it. Would one of you be so kind as to forward that on to me or just to the full HCC email? Yeah. I'll do that. Okay, appreciate it. Uh, I believe that's all for okay. community comment. So with that, uh, we will move on to our uh, annual comprehensive amendment briefing.
and look forward to Scott's presentation as long as it's not two hours long. <laughs> no, I think I might have just three slides. <laughs> that's that's of, perfect. It's a sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe more of a formality than anything else. Let me see if I, there we go. Let me share my screen. Well, I can say from my experience on the council that I don't think we've ever had, uh, for, as far as the annual uh, amendments, annual comp plan amendments, it's, this is about as few as I can ever remember. Yeah. I, ever, I remember it just being the <laughs> capital facilities plan. Yeah. So, I mean, you'll, you'll kind of smirk at this one because I was trying to figure out, like, what the heck should I put in here? <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Let me go ahead and share this. Um, so it's just, you know, we're here to talk about that we're just doing our annual exercise of yeah. uh, amending the comprehensive plan and, um, you know, making things uh, consistent, uh, in particular when it comes to, let's go ahead and change this over to our, um, our capital facilities plan. Um, so this is where we kind of, you know, line up the, um, revisions to our our capital improvement projects and you know allow for those those that realignment to be uh, funded right um, and it shows where the the you're you're basically seeing the the table updates and uh, the funding sources and amounts that we're how we're funding these things I couldn't I think I found like one project that was being updated. I think it was the 108th sewer um, that I, I saw from the, the live CIP GIS map that kind of aligned with this group. That might be something, um, you know, to note, but I couldn't really find anything that was really focused in on um, Houghton. Um, other amendments that are happening through the comp plan are all happening outside of the Houghton area. So I didn't, bother to add of those things. Um, but in terms of the timeline, you know, we're going to be going to public hearings. So, you know, one of the, one of the asks here is going to be whether or not you're wanting to attend that hearing for this purpose or not. Uh, after that, I, we do a little council briefing on November 3rd, then, uh, then adoption in December, on December 14th, and then come back here and uh, the uh, meeting in January to do the, you know, typical final action on this. So that's it. Yeah. Um, I had made a request that Rod Steitzer from CIP would be here. He said he would, but he's actually on vacation. So I don't know if he's still on vacation mode or on vacation time. I don't know where he's taking vacation. Um, he said he was going to pop in, but, um, he might've, he might, might've, um, missed it at this point. But if you had any questions that are related to it, you know, that I need to need to follow up with him on, I will definitely follow up with him and get him your questions. Okay. That's it. Excellent presentation, Scott. We appreciate your brevity. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I, um, I'm going to defer my own. I've got a couple of questions, but I'm going to open it up to other members. And I see Larry's got his hand raised. So Larry, let's start with you. 
Hey, a couple of uh, questions or comments. Uh, the 108th Avenue uh, water main replacement project that's shown on page five of our packet. Uh, the number of called WAC 13400, but in the uh, August uh, city council packet <clears throat> and tables, it's and I think in the table back in the back part of that, this as well, it's uh, 05200. So I think there's just uh, some a, a typo or consistency issue in here. Uh, the WAC 13400 is listed as 5th, 8th Avenue or 5th, 8th. Uh, sewer project. So just something to clean up. Thank you. Uh, there is another uh, area project called Fire Station 22 expansion and remodel. Uh, yeah. And I'd like to get some information. I looked on the website to see, do we have any schedules or things like that to start informing the community uh, that this is coming forward? I see that the Money's been spent about nine hundred thousand dollars or program for twenty twenty one, and six million for twenty twenty two. So that looks like the heavy lifting will be in twenty twenty two. It'd be good to let the community know as soon as possible. Uh, that that was out there, and the third one's really not on about the current capital facilities plan, but. Going back to the city council uh, August packet, uh, there's some commentary on the uh, 108th Avenue transit queue bypass lane projects uh, that got a million dollars, still need eight and a half million. Costs may be increasing beyond the 10, 10 point some million dollars out there. Uh, and that that would be looked at in the 2023 uh, CIP process, and it would sure be good that we would, that we as a Houghton Community Council would start getting more briefed on that maybe as it comes up uh, through the process because those were the key projects out of the Sixth Street Corridor study. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's good to let people know and, and how they can get involved or if, if something's changing out of those recommendations, six street corridor study, because we may not have enough funding to do that, especially with uh, Metro dropping the rapid ride from Kirkland, at least this time, which is where some of the funding possibly could have come from. So those are my three comments. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. So some of that stuff along. Uh, Vice Chair Kapler, I believe that Chair Whitney is frozen, so you may want to take over running this, which is convenient since you had your hand raised. You're muted, John. John, you're on mute. Thank you. I thought Rick was simply on um, waiting for an answer, so I was just pausing, uh, just waiting. So I see he dropped off and he'll get connected back on here. So um, 
So Jeremy, do you want to answer some of those questions or do you want to gather things from everybody that might overlap and then sort of, uh, if there are any questions, address them? How would you like to do that? <clears throat> I think you're on, on mute now, Jeremy. Oh, there we go. Um, I don't think Scott or I are going to have any of the specific answers that uh, to questions that Larry's raised. So I think we'll, that'll be a fo uh, follow-up action. We can send out an email to the group with some of the specifics on those. But um, without our CIP guy here tonight, we probably don't have answers to the specifics. Okay. And uh, Rick just let me know that his uh, computer just malfunctioned. He's reloading and he'll be back momentarily. Um, Okay, I, I have a couple of questions. Let me start off by saying that um, I, I do think, you know, hearings are a good idea. That's why we're here. This is so limited and uh, a joint hearing I think is appropriate. If you all think that we should not participate in that, I think that's up to discussion with our group, but I would, I would say participate in that. Item number two for me is on uh, projects, uh, uh, changed projects on page five. Um, the first item is the neighborhood safety program, which is NMC 00621. There was a budget change. Then later down the line, it's NMC 12900, a pedestrian safety improvement. That was a budget change as well. Um, since the neighborhood safety programs and the uh, the pedestrian safety programs do come into our uh, jurisdiction. If, if could you just give me just a quick book report on what the budget change was about? Change was about. Um, the second item I, I think is a curiosity. It's outside our jurisdiction, but TR, TRC thirteen seven hundred, which is the Lake Street Kirkland Avenue intersection, there was uh, the improvement, there's a budget change, so something's happening there. That sort of leads into our neighborhood, so curiosity. I'm just wondering what the budget change was. Um, with regards to what Larry totally brought up, the 108th Avenue water main issue, I think my question on that was during our last meeting, we had a neighbor ask about driveway access and that sort of thing, and I'm curious if uh, that was resolved just because uh, we were asked that question at a meeting. And so I'd, I'm curious if that was resolved. Um, there were some budget changes regarding the rental houses. And I, I didn't understand that when I looked for the budgets changed to zero in continuing years. So I'm, uh, if you could help with that, that would be great. And I believe the last question that I have is on page two of our packet during the summary of the staff report, the very last sentence on page two reads, any additional modifications between now and December will be incorporated into the ordinance or adopting ordinance. How does that work if we have a public hearing on this where you add things later? I'm curious about that. Okay, that's my comments. Any other hands? I see none. If anybody has any questions, raise your hand or raise your little flag hand. Ruth, you're muted. Um, can you tell me what 
rental houses means. I didn't know, I didn't know what that was. Uh, was that a question for me, Ruth? Anybody? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've never seen that before. I don't know what that means. Yeah, there's, and from my question is there's a line item for the budget for rental houses or something for 2021, but 22 on, there's nothing in the capital improvement budget. This is being requested for change. So that's all I know about it, Ruth, I think. Jeremy's okay, because I, I saw the same thing and I didn't know what, are there rental houses somewhere on property somewhere? I don't have any specifics on on that that information. Um, Jeremy, do you do you recall if this has anything to do with um, acquiring property? For... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the specific rental houses that are um, the subject, but the city through acquisitions in the past, whether it's for future facilities, um, for example, um, over the years the city's bought up most of the block around City Hall. There aren't any houses there anymore, but they used to be rental properties on that that have since been demolished. So I think where you see um, budget assigned to that, it's in past years where the city has held properties like that that were being rented, but maybe they needed improvements. Mm -hmm. um, there were numbers in there for that, <clears throat> but if there's a zero for 22, that would imply that there's no um, houses in that condition right now. Okay, thank you. Bill Goggins. Oh, uh, I think Rick is back on. Rick, it looks like you're live again. So I will, uh oh, do you just disappear again? Bill, go ahead. You had a question on table CF9. It's page 13 of the packet on the temporary fire station. It's the bottom item on the list. Um, there's funding in 2021 for $387,000, and then in 2022 goes up to $2.8 million. And then it drops off for the rest of the years, even though there is um, projects going on. So I was wondering why it goes to zero. It seems like the projects are still pretty intense going on in 2023, like there should be funding. And then why did it go up so high this second year? We're going to have to probably pass that, uh, that question on to, um, to our capital facilities folk. Yeah, the numbers don't seem to tie with um, the fire station improvement that Larry totally was talking about either or what was, you know, on the ballot measures for acquisition or excuse me, remodeling costs. So um, yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. Yeah, I would assume, again, we can get back to the specifics on that. Um, but my assumption is that as a temporary station, there's a lot of capital that goes into the initial um, startup and operations, but then once that temporary station winds back down or once it's improved to be used as a temporary station, there's no ongoing need for expenditures on that. Okay. And then I don't see any other hands. And Rick, before I pass over to you, I'm just going to go with a question, then I'll let you resume the meeting. Yeah. Um, I noticed here on page 12, about halfway through the funded projects, funded projects, the PCK 15400 talks about indoor recreation and aquatic facility study in the year 2023. There's money allocated for that. And I'm, I'm completely unaware about anything for an aquatic facility study. Um, and I know this is sort of outside our purview, unless of course, 
this is being studied as a possibility for the dump site. And so if we could find out a little bit about that, that would be wonderful. So I think it's uh, my understanding of that is that's, you know, that's probably pros plans so of the parks, recreation, open space plan implementation that there's still an ongoing need um, citywide or regionally for an indoor recreation center. I don't think a, there's no site specified in that. I think this, that's what the study is supposed to consider. Okay. So I don't, there's no specificity on location or amenities with that. I think it really is starting up from where it left off five years ago or wherever. And John, just to kind of go back to that, to the procedural piece of it, like the changes that might might occur, we don't anticipate any anything um, occurring, any changes occurring um, past the hearing. Um, so, you know, I'm assuming procedurally we'd have to, if we did did some additional changes, those things would require an additional hearing. Unless Jeremy, uh, you think that's inaccurate of a statement. I think it depends on the magnitude of it. I think what happens with this project every year is as the budget gets more and more refined and what runs through the annual either mid-buy or biennial budget process, the numbers can change over time. So I think we've kind of keep that as a little caveat that, that some of the specifics are subject to change over time just because we're running in sequence with the budget process and development of the capital facilities plan. Um, City Council has to resolve them all um, at the end of the year. And that's where it all comes back together again. Okay. So Rick, to bring you up to speed real quick, it was uh, the last sentence on, on page two that said any additional modifications between now and December will be incorporated in the adopting ordinance as that relates to when we might have a joint meeting. I think a joint meeting would be a good idea if we participate in the meeting with the planning commission on October 14th. And then I think the question I posed to the council is, should we participate in that meeting uh, or not? And that's, you're up to speed, please take okay. over. Okay, thank you. Before we go to that step, let me ask, uh, did anybody ask about the rental houses? I'm just curious what it was discussed. Okay, I'll, I'll catch up. Somebody can explain it to me afterwards. I just found it unusual to have rental houses in the parks uh, budget, but I know it's outside of Houghton, so I'll pass on that. Just a little housekeeping thing, Scott. On your first slide, um, your sources and uses of funds, uh, you've got all of them listed by uh, their project numbers. You've got uh, project NMC 13,000 as a use of funds, but there is no source of funds under, it's not referenced under all the, the different types of sources of funds. You may just want to find out, get that listed under the source of funds as far as where it's funded comes from. Yeah, uh, just thank you for that. Minor detail. Um, and yeah, I guess that that's, that's it for me. So uh, was there a discussion of whether or not, and I apologize to you all, my computer just suddenly went black. It just completely shut down on me. It's happened to me a couple of times over the last month or two, and I think it's about time for a new computer. Um, so was there a discussion of whether or not to uh, meet, have, participate in the pu public hearing with the uh, planning commission? No discussion yet. Okay. I, 
I'm open to thoughts I, with, with, without anything of substance uh, affecting Houghton. Uh, we've, I don't think historically we have participated in public, we, in any public hearings for these uh, matters. And this is the lightest agenda I can see. So I, I really don't think it's something that I would propose that we participate in, but I'm open to contrary opinions. Does anybody feel like we should be uh, participating in the public hearing with the Planning Commission on this? Okay, hearing not, then uh, Jeremy, I think we'll, we will uh, step out on that. Not, we, will, we will not be participating in the joint public hearing and just let them carry it on with, without us. Um, While you're out, um, Rick, we had a, there's a, a few questions from community council members. So Scott and I will work with our capital facilities team and get, get an email out with responses on those questions. Okay, thank you very much. I don't see any other, so that wraps up that agenda item and we don't have any other agenda items. Does anybody have any administrative reports that we should take up before we adjourn the meeting? No. All right, then I will officially adjourn this meeting and um, we wanna hang on afterwards for an opportunity to just chat socially outside of the uh, public meeting, that would be great. Scott, thank you. thank you and Jeremy both. Yeah. Great job. Thank you. Guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So Jeremy, you're in